uctoday.com. Hello and welcome to Out Loud. This episode was particularly educational for me. Routing or routing, depending where you're from in the world, is something I have to confess I didn't know a lot about. Recently, Genesis, who's one of the global leaders in omni-channel customer experience and contact center solutions, released predictive routing or routing. I wanted to find out more about what this was. Luckily, they had just the man for me to speak to. Christopher Connolly is their vice president for product marketing and he joined me on the podcast to discuss routing slash routing. I started by asking Chris how Genesis got into this field. Have a listen. So Genesis has been around for about 27 years now. Uh, We have probably over 130, 140 different software products uh, that that, are grouped into um, a couple of different areas. Mostly we, we focus on customer engagement solutions, uh, business optimization and employee engagement uh, capabilities. Uh, We are most famously known for uh, our contact center capabilities. Uh, One, once long ago, we used to have the, uh, when we were listed on the stock exchange, we used to have the the code GCTI, uh, which is Genesis Computer Telephony Integration. Um, Today, uh, we are the leader in the industry. We have been for seven or eight years, uh, recognized in this space for the last seven or eight years by the industry leading analysts like Gartner and Forrester uh, that focus on the contact center infrastructure piece. In the future, we we look more broadly into use cases in sales, service and marketing, and we are addressing the customer lifecycle at every point uh, and every moment uh, within that. And that position within the market, and as you said, on on the Gartner graphs, I'm always seeing you in in this sort of visionary section, positions you perfectly to to look at emerging technologies and utilize those in something like predictive routing. It it does. And this is something that uh, predictive routing in particular that we've been working on for many years behind closed doors. Uh, We're pretty excited to uh, take that to market and really see how this is going to bring about the next wave of customer contact and customer engagement solutions. A few weeks ago now, in terms of an announcement about your uh, AI-powered predictive routing capability. So I just wanted to, to first of all, understand w- what is predictive routing? Yeah, absolutely. So um, let's probably take a, a short history lesson, a very short one, uh, on what is routing in general? The 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 the, uh, the English Australian routing versus routing, which is always a uh, giggle worthy. Uh, but the uh, in the nineties we had automatic call distribution systems that um, well actually let's let's rewind a little further. In the eighties, when you would call some company, uh, you would dial a number, and essentially that would go through a phone exchange to that business. The phone would ring and someone would sit there and and wait for the call and answer it. And that was as intelligent as it ever was. Uh, And as, you know, the phone was more popular and, uh, you know, people were contacting organizations uh, more and more, there was uh, new systems that were put in place for things like automatic call distribution. And so this is where you had maybe an oversupply of phone calls uh, and an undersupply of people to service them. So uh, that leads to something like waiting on hold or waiting in a queue. So uh, throughout the 90s, there was you know, these big switch vendors, NEC, Avaya, um, that would, uh, Nortel at the time, that would uh, have these big machines. They used to you know, literally be the size of a room or 
you know, 50 metres long and, and you know, uh, 11 metres high at, at some points that would switch phone calls uh, to people. Now, as the systems got smarter, Genesis came in with uh, one of the first uh, CTI, computer telephony integrations, where we took over the routing. So we made the, the, the uh, distribution of phone calls from the time it rings to the time it hits an agent much smarter. And that unlocked some potential for things like uh, dipping into other data sources, databases uh, to, you know, as soon as that phone call uh, rang, we know uh, what your phone number is, we could go into a database, we could look up your details, and we could make a, a more informed and smarter decision about how to get you to where you needed to go, and maybe put some information on the agent's desktop about why you're calling and what you should do next. So that's, uh, you know, what has been run, you know, it's still in, in practice today for a lot of organizations, uh, and we call that queue-based routing. So. For, think of it like a, a physical queue when you go to uh, you know, the motor registry. You stand in a queue and it's a, a first in, first served. Um, as time evolved, we, we got into things like skill-based routing, which is probably the, uh, the, the top type of uh, automatic call distribution that is, is there today. And that um, essentially uh, distributes the work uh, or, the, or the phone calls throughout an organization based on the skill of the agent and what we know about the customer. Okay? And uh, we could do things like prioritization of different queues. So think of it a little bit like going to an airport and going through the priority queue. If you're a VIP, you get to skip the line, you get to go and see the, uh, the customs agent quicker. Now, that brings us to effectively today, which is we're introducing predictive routing. And this is using machine learning to determine who talks to who, when, and why. Uh, and so this is a fundamental shift in the way that uh, this industry operates as a whole and uh, is, is sort of that next evolution of, uh, you know, seeing um, incremental improvements in technology that, that, you know, all happen at once. So in predictive uh, routing, uh, effectively what we're doing is we're learning from all previous interactions what agents matched with what employees and why uh, and what was the outcome for that call or that interaction I shouldn't say phone call it's it could be social media it could be a web chat it could be a SMS conversation or it could be a phone call or a video video chat as well so with predictive routing uh, we are uh, looking at all of the interaction data that is available. Everything that we know about the customer, everything that we know about the agent. What training courses have they been on? Were they proficient in a particular uh, course or skill that they have? When are they going on break? Uh, what type of breaks do they take? How long do they take them? Uh, when are they most productive? Is it in the morning or the afternoon? What types of customers do they work with best? Is it people of a particular age, demographic, a segment, um, all of this goes into the predictive model and the routing, uh, the, the uh, machine learning engine. And effectively what we're doing is seeding control from being a human, you know, that skill-based routing where you could only be as good as the rule, uh, the, the routing rule that you could conceive, right? So someone, a business analyst in the organization somewhere 
invented that rule. And the, the call distribution only was as good as what they could think of. So that changes. Machine learning takes that away from us. Uh, we don't have to think about those rules uh, anymore because we're telling the machine learning algorithm, I want to optimize for some vector or for some uh, outcome. I want to make sure that I'm increasing revenue or I want to make sure that that caller never calls back again because we satisfied them. Or I want to make sure that I get a high net promoter score um, with all of my interactions. So essentially you ask the predictive routing model, hey, optimize for one or more of these things. And then it will, uh, through all of the data that's learned and watching those real-time interactions, constantly optimize for that outcome. And in that way, it, it selects the best attributes of the agent, best attributes of uh, the customer that's coming in, and makes that perfect match every single time. So now that was probably a long-winded way of explaining it, but in a nutshell, that's predictive routing. No, I, I thought that was a very concise and, and fascinating history of, of the evolution of, of, of routing slash routing. Um, which are, which I definitely needed from my, my perspective to understand how this developed. And ju just while you were talking then, I was thinking the, the sort of predetermining factor enabling the ingenious new features that, that, you, that you guys in, in Genesis and, are now installing within routing and this predictive routing, it's it's the it's the collection of data, isn't it? That that's critical. So back when, as you said, when we first started with sort of manual dialers, and then when you moved to Alia, the, the amount of data available massively dictated what was possible in terms of the of the routing. And as you said, when it got to to skills based routing, it, the, the the data was pretty much there. But now we have these huge amount of these huge data sources, all these different data inputs and resources that you can utilize uh, something like machine learning to analyze those data sources in a much more effective way that, than a human would ever be able to. You're absolutely right. And data is absolutely key for all of this. Uh, we believe that customers own or you know, our customers, our enterprises and their customers own their own data and that is fundamental to the way that we've designed our platform it's not a black box it's always the customer's data and with new data sovereignty laws like gdpr which i'm, I'm sure you've told your listeners about um, that requires that organizations are even more conscious of the data that they're using where it's coming from and you know the the morals and ethics that that surround that whole space so uh, the way that we again, have designed our predictive routing platform is that it's very transparent on who owns the data, where it's coming from, and how it's used. Um, now, there is so much more data available today than yesterday. Uh, and, and you touched on that. We, uh, we had um, you know, something as simple as your phone number was at one point in time the only piece of data we knew about you. Uh, but now we know your phone number, your email address, uh, with things like uh, your web history and click stream history, we know what footprint uh, you have on an enterprises.com or .co.uk or, or .whatever it is on, on the web. Um, so what that means is that uh, we, we can see your journey 
before you even contact the organization via phone or chat or email or text. And all of that data is usable. Now, I would also say not all data is good data, right? or are good data, rather. Um, there is a lot of noise out there, and it does require a lot of sifting and uh, through that data and making sure that um, it is uh, usable and in the right format that uh, the machine learning models uh, can consume. Um, so, for example, uh, the, the, your mouse movement data, where you moved your mouse or your, 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 your fingerprint is not necessarily great data to determine who you, are, you should speak to. Maybe the web page history, what pages on my uh, website you saw before you contacted me is better data. And so there's an activity that uh, you go through when you're deploying a system like this, which is uh, really cleaning up that data, scrubbing it, and uh, having the system tell you uh, the attributes uh, in the data that are significant. And that allows you to narrow the focus a little bit uh, in your modeling and say, you know what, I'm going to ignore these five attributes and I'm going to uh, uh, use these other ones. Um, so again, you know, when you think about data, it, it's, it's what data you have, it's also third party data. So you can connect to audience data sources, and there's lots of them out there on the internet now, um, that allow you to enrich that data set even more. But the caution I'd have for the listeners is make sure, if you, you know, you're thinking about using these types of systems, make sure that you own the data and make sure that you know where it's coming from and how it's used. Yeah, that, that's the absolutely critical point, and that, that, that's what I was thinking when you said there in terms of, you're right, the, the, the clever, the really clever thing that you guys do is, is, is the analytics of that data, isn't it? As you said, to to utilise the exact points of, of relevance and, and ignore effectively the white noise, of of which there will, there will be a lot to, to you know to, to determine that the best the best route. Absolutely, yes, um, and that is a you know it can be a human activity, it can also be a system activity, and uh, the tooling for that is is constantly being enhanced where you know you have uh, all these great tools available now that allow you to clean up that data and make sure it's you know perfect for machine learning models and all of these developments going back to your uh, history or evolution of, of routing slash routing which I, I, I just can't pick one to choose <laughs> you have to go with both every time going, going back to your, your evolution all of those different stages of development right up until now with predictive routing ha have improved the the customer experience the, the cx and that's that's the end game isn't it both for obviously genesis customers and customers customers you, you know the the end customer and improving that service to them is the, is the absolute end goal isn't it absolutely uh, and that is top of mind in in everything that we do is how do we improve uh, customer experience and and make sure that it is consumable for the business but also for their customers as well and um, you know if I could uh, put a, put a button on that in in some ways uh, the way that we think about uh, the the customer life cycle is that there's lots of different stages in that customer life cycle that uh, you can improve customer CX and now that we have the tools to look at what you're doing predictively, we're getting to a world where 
um, you know, a lot of the what is phone calls today, instead of you calling your bank, your bank is starting to call you because they are predicting when you are in a moment of need and they can uh, provide that service, uh, you know, uh, proactively. And that opens up a, a different world of CX. It's, it's this very much the consumer is in the center. They are receiving notifications. They're not having to call. And we're using a lot more predictive and ultimately prescriptive analytics uh, capabilities to improve CX again. So I could imagine a world uh, in the not too distant future where you're no longer really uh, uh, calling into a contact center anymore. Uh, instead, you're getting push notifications that are alerting you to something, or you're getting that person, a human, reach out at the right moment in time to help you solve a problem. Absolutely, and I look forward to my own personal customer service improving with all the vendors that I speak to about various things. One thing that's a real buzz phrase within the industry, well, it's not just a buzz phrase, it's a, it's a, it's a real thing, it is the Internet of Things. and Everyone is saying, potentially by 2020, there's going to be however many billion connected devices. All of those devices, and already that's increased exponentially with, with smart devices, I'm wearing a smart watch and whatever that might be, that those all add additional data points, don't they? So going forward with this rapid potential acceleration in data points, and obviously, as you said earlier, the, the data still has to be relevant, services like this are only going to improve in effectiveness, aren't they, if we can utilise the, the relevant data points once that that spectrum and that amount of data has increased dramatically. Absolutely. Um, and the, with that, you know, more data is uh, the challenge of being able to uh, wrangle that data uh, in a consistent way at scale, because it, no longer are you going through you know, hundreds or thousands of lines of data that conceivably a human could do. Uh, now you're talking millions and billions and trillions of data points uh, that is just impossible for uh, a workforce of any scale to do uh, with a human. And so uh, as the Internet of Things does explode, uh, all of those data points uh, can be useful. Uh, so if you had a, you know, a watch, a smartwatch that maybe had an accelerometer uh, or uh, maybe a car with an accelerometer and it had an accident, right? And the accelerometer went off and, and realized that you either had a fall uh, because you were wearing a watch or had a car accident because you, you hit a post. Um, that data point itself might be useful for something like predictive routing because we might be able to infer from that that you've had an accident and connect you with a human that can help you either with your fall or with your car accident in real time. Um, so it is an amazing use of this data that uh, you can get to very quickly. And we're pretty excited to see uh, our customers invent new use cases that we've never thought of before with the technology that we have. Well, you, you've already touched on my, my follow-up question, which was going to be, um, I, I now I'm going to ask you to, 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 to try and do the impossible and, and predict where this is going to be going. Because I, I keep on going back to your evolution of, of routing. And, I, and it, the, the sort of first point I think of is, you know, a switchboard operator in, in black and white film when they bring into a switchboard and they connect one number to another number. You know, they potentially would never have been able to imagine and, and probably didn't imagine 
predictive routing now in, t- in terms of what it was capable of. Number one, that you know a switchboard operator is completely redundant. But number two, software and, and machine learning and AI can can do the job even better of predicting where things could go and, and matching different correlations to try and improve customer service as much as possible. And the use case you use there with the, with a potential fall or a car crash, where else could this technology potentially go in the long run i realize it's very difficult to predict even in you know five years what we what we might be capable of so uh, i think we see a a not too distant future of moving from prescriptive analytics capabilities uh sorry from predictive uh capabilities into prescriptive capabilities and um what i mean by that is is today with things like predictive routing they're very smart at predicting what you're trying to do and uh, and, and following a, a, an action. Where it gets to next is, is really augmentation of humans and making them smarter with prescriptive capabilities that will give you the steps on what to do next. And we're seeing the, we're already seeing this in, in the real world, right? We're seeing this with self-driving cars that can prescribe a route and, and can confirm an action. In our industry, uh, I, I think where we'll see that surface is uh, essentially strapping on uh, AI and machine learning uh, to humans to make them even smarter, uh, to have that agent or employee in the workforce uh, being able to uh, be guided by AI. And so that uh, opens up a, a new world of being able to bring in workers that might have only fulfilled a task once in their life or never uh, but with the power of AI guiding them, can ex- execute on tasks that they may have never touched or learnt about prior to that particular moment in time. So uh, if I was, again, just to, to put a bow on that, I would say moving to that uh, prescriptive analytics world of uh, agent guidance and human assistance with uh, augmented AI capabilities is the next step that we'll see uh, in this industry. No, well, it's fascinating, and, and I'm really interested to see, first of all, where you, you guys at Genesis are, are able to take this and, and how much we can improve customer service and potentially revolutionise it com- compared to what we, what we recognise today. So, first of all, Chris, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate you coming on and having a chat. It was fascinating. Very welcome, Patrick. Lovely to chat with you, and hopefully looking forward to it again soon. That was a real education for me, so huge thanks to Genesis and to Chris for coming onto the podcast and teaching me more about predictive routing slash routing. If you want more information, head to our website at uctoday.com and search for Genesis, where there is loads more content there. Also, there's lots more to come on out loud this week, so stay tuned for that. If you liked this episode as much as I did, please subscribe and leave a review. We're also now available on Spotify now that they have finally ratified the podcast. Until next time, though, thanks for listening.